Welcome to the Online Health Business Podcast. My name's Jav. We've got Coach Michael in the building. And today, we've got a very special guest. Special one. Very special. Special one. Mr. Danny Allen Page. How do you do? Why did I say that? How we do? I've never said that in my life. What's happening? <laughs> the camera good? comes on sometimes. I know. Yeah, man. It's a pleasure to have you here, though. Our first seven-figure business, <laughs> business owner. Oh, is it? I say that because it's, it's out there. It's mm. out there, but... Now, honestly, it's not like a, a common thing. We know business is hard. You know mm. what I mean? Business is hard and you've obviously amassed the amount of success. I'm sure you want to achieve more and all of that, but you've done a lot. So it's a pleasure to have you here so we can learn from you, pick on your, pick your brain a bit and just help the audience as well. Just get to listen in on some conversation that otherwise they, yeah, they, they might not have got a chance yeah. to do. And, you know, if you're a coach, online coach, doing any type of online marketing, Definitely want to make sure you tune all the way in because I'm about to ask Danny a bunch of questions. Let's and do it. Share all his secrets. So Let's yeah, man. Obviously, thank you for coming down. I know we've been hounding you to try and get you on for a minute. Yeah, but, this was um, crazy booking in, by the way. It's <laughs> a long time. But um, here now. Yeah, man. I think what I'd like to do, and I'm sure Michael's got a bunch of questions too, is kind of just get a little bit of bit of backdrop. Mm. Obviously, I know you play football. Yeah. So yeah, talk to me a little bit about football first. I want to yeah. know about, about the backstory, man. So believe it or not, I am 40. So I don't look it. I'll go and that. Oh, fuck. But yeah, my, my backstory, to not go into too much detail, but football-wise, Cancel State kid, South London, single mum, playing out, playing football. That's all it was. And I never thought I was going to be a footballer. I actually, even when I was playing football, I never even thought I was good enough ever to become a professional footballer. But I just kept getting chances because I worked hard. I just like working hard. Where'd that come from? Hey, actually, hard, hard work, I, I actually work. got a counsellor and I was, I was like, what is it about this not good enough thing? But then I realised the not good enough thing is what actually motivates me and drives me. So I don't know where it comes from. Maybe it might, some, the counsellor trying to say, oh, it's because your dad wasn't around and all, maybe it is. I don't know. So I don't know where it comes from, but it was all this, every time I do something, I take it very seriously and I want to win. Nah, single chance, yeah. Yeah, uh, none. Only child. Only child. <laughs> none. Okay. So when they played out, I remember kids not letting me play football with them. So I had to sit and watch them make me. Two twins, David and Peter. I'll never forget two white twins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, David me, Peter. The only one born in the estate that'll make me watch them, watch them play football. Now you're not good enough. So I was just like, all right. Yeah. So just every, every time I've got an opportunity, I play football. And then when I went to secondary school, my PE teacher was a scout at Palace. Got me trials at Palace. Started playing for Palace Apprenticeship. Got bombed at YTS. That manager went to Brentford. Got YT. What's YT for those who don't really YTS, know? YTS, so it's like an apprenticeship. Basically, okay. when you get to 16... Yeah, it's like a scholar. Yeah, you get a scholarship. Okay, so you okay. start training full-time. You leave school and you start playing. Okay. Which for me was the best time ever. Or you leave school, you didn't, don't have to go in for what lesson. All you that. go college, but it's, it's a mockery. Really college, yeah, it's like... <laughs> it's a mockery. It's a youth club. Youth well, club for one day, one week, day. Yeah. One day <laughs> McDonald's cold. breakfast, McDonald's lunch, <laughs> go home. I remember that, actually, that football man never used to have to come to school. I remember that. Madness. Yeah. But yeah, and then with Brentford now, again, like, I was there, work hard, determination, but I knew I was never as good as some of the other guys. Just not even close, in my brain anyway. So I just work hard and take the chances. And I remember when I got, it came to get a pro contract. I know when in effort and output, talent, ability, in my head, not good enough. And he actually said to me, the only, there's no more slots, but I'm only giving this to you because you're sheer de determination. Mm. I was like, okay, fair enough. And now I got a pro contract in Brentford. Wow. Yeah. So how, how long did you, how long was your career? Very fucking short. I see that, I see <laughs> yeah. that in the videos. So, so um, I, I was doing well. Like, the manager loved me. Wally Downs, he was, he loved me, to be fair. I was, like, next in line, right back. Always featuring, reserve, always reserves and then trying to break him. But the captain, Dobbo, was right back. This dude's Mission Impossible. Yeah, White yeah. guy, militant, captain, hero. Yeah. He won't. He'd never get injured. Nothing. So I just waited. I had one opportunity where he got injured in a warm-up and he, he, he come to, I was in my tracksuit, like as a, you're not in featured, you're just yeah. there. And he come, Dan, can you play? I was in the little tea room and, and bro, bottled it. Why, why do you think, why <laughs> do you think it happened? I don't know, fear. 
overcome with fear. Lied, said I had a niggle. I was like, I got niggle, like a little niggle in trains today. Looked at me and he's like, yeah. And fucking, I regret it. To this day, I still regret it. I live with that. Yeah. yeah that yeah. lateral regret. Like, mm. fan, this pack stadium, Brentford. Oh, shit. And that would have been your yeah, debut. Yeah, that would have been my debut. Bro. Oh, my days. You said you're injured. I said I was injured. Bro. Oh, you, oh, you didn't actually play. I didn't play. No, I said you bottled it. I bowled it. No, I thought you meant like you played rubbish. Now, Jeff, can you imagine play, training all your life for that your moment, debut? Yeah. You should have bit his hand off. <laughs> but it wasn't because I didn't like, it was literally fear. Yeah, yeah, of course. Fear. I don't know whether I didn't think I was good enough. I don't know. It was yeah. literally fear. That's the only way I could describe it. Yeah. And then a few weeks later, I think he got sacked. Martin Allen come in. Just got rid of all the reserves because he had to save them from relegation. That's it. Deadline day, he sat down and was like, listen, you've got two options. Go and train with the youth team, see out the rest of the year, or go and play for Farnborough in conference. That's wow. it. And we'll pay out your contract. To be fair, I never believed I was going to go on to Heights anyway. So I was like, I'll just go play for Farnborough. That's it. Wow. Okay. So then did you end up like playing non-league in that? For yeah, I played non-league for ages. Farnborough, Hazen Yedin. Hampton and Richmond. Okay. I think that lesson there, the, the fear, I'm so grateful for it. Because that lesson there, whenever I sense fear, what I realize is that was my area to grow no matter what. Whether it's football, whatever it is, that, that there was my opportunity to face something that I could grow into. Who knows what could have happened? So whenever I get fear now, I've got a whole different relationship with it. What's that like now? There's, there's two things. There's fear and failure. Like to me, I, I was a failure in that moment. I, I, but when you're failing, when you're failing, you take it and you take the lesson, you move on. Mm-hmm. When you're a failure, you accept it. And you, mm. that's, you label yourself as what that is. Mm. And I sat in that place for a long time. And it's only now when I look back, I use it as fuel. Failing forward is good. It's a good thing. Yeah. So obviously a lot of players, when they're, Playing on league, they work part time. Mm. So, was you working or was, was you making PT. it? Oh, you was a PT. You know, was a PT, right? Yeah, no. So, yeah. I watched a lot of your YouTube. By the way, everyone's watching. You watch uh, Scale with Dan, right? Yeah, Scale with Plug Dan. there because yeah, YouTube's good. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Boy. So, you was PT in while doing right the non league stuff. Yeah, PT. Okay, that's perfect. So, that's what we could talk about. <laughs> right, so I went farm run. What was I going to do? Got the PFA to invest in my PT course. When I done the crash course which was great. Bit of massage as well. Had to massage a hairy guy's back in the thing. I was like, never doing massage again. I'll take the PT. And then started PT. Started PTing alongside playing football. So I'd PT in the morning, parks, all out and about, go to the gym during the day, and just mix bag, then go train. Yeah. Farm bra. It's still a lot of traveling, so it's tiring. But yeah. How long did you do that for? A while. I want to say three, four years. Okay. Yeah, three, four years. The PT thing's interesting. <laughs> I, I promise you, right, if I knew what I knew now, back then... <sighs> yeah, saying you would have killed me. PTs don't realise. Back then, it was no online business. Mm. It was just like trade-off time. And my niche at that time was grannies, because <laughs> grannies love me. I don't know why. So all I could do is go there, be an agony aunt for an hour, at that time in my brain. I'm in Mitchum. If anyone's been in Mitchum, you know what yeah. time it is. I'm capped. My earning potential is capped. I could work every hour, so I'm, coming, I'm going to take three grand, four grand max home. And if you have to realize what is, you're sitting on as a, on like a PT or a fitness entrepreneur right now. It is crazy. And we're talking, that's a 10-year difference. Like the on, online game for you guys right now, the opportunity is insane. Let's stay on there for a little bit, just like pause from the story, because it's a big, that story is quite interesting. Like I said, I watch your YouTube videos. But what would you say... PT online coach right now should do in the two minute micro people that are in the gym both in the gym online uh, what should they do what, they, what don't they know that you, that you see and you think if I in fact let's just reframe it as if you went back then mm-hmm. in Mitchum times what would you have done alright so the first thing I realised that's a good question the first thing that I realised I had to do regardless was sell because on that course they didn't teach me fuck all about selling no. So I thought I was walking into, that's all going to, like, huh, it's going to be easy. But fear again, stepping into that gym floor and having to go and approach someone and talk about, or trying to sell them. And so that mm. was the first wake up cause. Oh, I've actually got to try and sell people now. This is, I don't know how to sell. 
They don't tell you none of that. I don't know if they do now, do they? Nah, no. They don't teach you nothing. No. Stuck the courses don't teach you nothing. Yeah, but you have to, like, learn how to sell. Because that skill will enable you for no matter what. Yeah. That's done. Like, you learn how to sell, have a communication, and just hold a conversation around your services and helping people. That was the first thing I learned. My, and now you know it actually makes sense why I got grannies because they're probably the safest people to go up to yeah, at the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the first thing, make sales, right? So you have to think about leverage. When I say leverage is right now you're trading your time for money. How much is your time worth? Well, 25, 40, 100, some people 150. Mm-hmm. Cool. How much are you happy working? Because some people like doing the one-to-one stuff. Okay, well... I want to work whatever, how many hours. So, but is that then going to allow you to live the lifestyle you want? That's a no. You then have to start thinking about ways where you can increase your income. The ways you increase your income is you build your personal brand. There's multiple ways, actually. Personal brand, go and work corporate. There's loads of ways that on a PT you can start making and leveraging. But the fastest way, in my opinion, is online and personal branding. You say personal branding. We don't hear a lot of talk about that much because it's all about like get to 10k or do this so what do you mean by that get your face on camera and do what you do in the gym one-to-one instead of doing it one-to-one you do it one-to-many like the stuff that you're telling people how you're helping people every when you day, sit down just... with me and you take me for a session mm. you guide me you coach me you educate me you support me it's literally taking that concept and doing it to many that's what building your Social media page, getting the color schemes. No, right. fuck that. Fundamentally, what you do now, you can do. You just have to do it to many. That's the concept that you need to switch in your brain. Mm. Once you realize that, because right now, the people that ain't get, ain't, are not doing that and making excuses is because they are... <laughs> they're liars. Mm. There's a video of Gary Vee talking about personal trainers. Really? Being like... The, they're the biggest hypocrites oh, because lies. of and it's, it's, I think I even saw it on your page you might have been the one that reposted oh, yes. it and Gary Vee's talking about how personal trainers are the biggest hypocrites because they talk about all these things but then when it comes to asking them to work hard to build their own business and personal brand they come up with all the excuses in the world about why they can't do it so cowards yeah. and it's cool because I was one so um, I can yeah. call you all cowards yeah. and that's cool if you want more and you don't act upon it Mm-hmm. you're being a coward yeah and the thing is is you're not you're being selfish as well because if you truly want to help people if you say you want to help people you wouldn't stay in the box that you're currently in the truth is you're actually quite happy where you are because if the pain of where you are was strong enough you'd break through mm. so obviously he was peeing in the gym while playing football when did you make that transition to doing the online stuff? Because obviously, I met you many years ago, but you, don't, you wouldn't remember where we trained at Manor. And I think at the time, if I remember correctly, you was doing like marketing for them. Yeah. And this was before the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And you was doing it online stuff. So that would have been 20, like, end of 2019, maybe? Jesus. Yeah. So that would have been around October. I was working there October 2019. So like, when did you transition from PT on the gym floor, playing football to starting to build the online mm. side of things and get into the marketing game so what happened was i was doing the pt stuff i was capped wanted more love wasn't happy in life at home I had this ex misses was just wasn't going nowhere i knew right. it wasn't going nowhere so everything was i was at a plateau in life but i still wanted to become more because you, you don't lose your dreams you, you're on a route to become a football you still want to you have that desire to do better right you, mm. you want to achieve more but i was capped and I was asking the wrong questions at the time. Why this? Why that? Why? And then I just, I don't know what happened. My friend, my, one of my really good friends, he bumped into Alfie, who's, we used to all go out together. And then I saw him. I was like, what are you doing? Come over and he's like, come meet me at my house. And I'll, we go do goals, goal sessions. That's Alfie Valentine, by the way. Yeah. He's also got great YouTubers. So, we used to go to his house. This dude's got a vending machine in his house, crisp. I'm like, this okay, dude's got a yeah. vending machine. What's going on there? Yeah. <laughs> Porsche, and he's doing bits. But he, he showed me his vision board and he opened his cupboards. This is a vision board. And he opened it up. It's just everything he ever desired, all over it. Mad. 
remember looking at it like, this is crazy. And he's like, you've got to stop asking why and stop, start asking how. Stop asking yourself, why are you, why are this? And start asking how questions. Because when you start asking a how question, your brain subconsciously wants to try and solve the problem. So why have you not, how can I earn more money? When you start flipping everything like that through that frame, and then you start visualizing things you actually want, just good things started fucking happening. Mm. Better things started happening. My actions started to be in line with what I was saying and thinking. And basically, we, he taught me about Jim Rohn, all of the guys' personal development, and then high-ticket sales is where money was being made. Okay, so you started in the sales game first. Well, I didn't because I had to wait a year to get a job. Okay. He made me do that for a whole year before he would give me a job. And then when I was like, come on, I've been doing this for a year now. He didn't tell me directly, but he told my friend, it's because I'm with that same missus, stuck in that same flat. I was like, Gave, oh wait, he didn't give you a job because you... Yeah. <laughs> I gave it a P45 real quick. P45. Because I knew I was never going to be there forever. Right. I was just sitting there. Yeah. comfort. Yeah. So I guess that was the action needed. Uh, I should have done it like five years ago. Right. Mm. No, not a reflection of her at all. It's just... I, I remember bring, putting a visual up. She said, what's that? You're never going to get that. Right. <laughs> Those ones. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Energy, yeah. That energy's kind of... Mad, he must yeah. have already clocked this so long time. So yeah. anyway, got a job. High ticket sales. Started learning the <laughs> V3 of Danny Allen Page, how right. to sell, get uncomfortable again, which I was shit at again. Start from what today. was he selling? So it's alternative um, investments. Okay. Okay. And how was that process? Because I think, and Michael, you can tell me if you agree, but like when we get coaches on board, I think one of the most difficult things teaching them to sell or one of the things that they find the most difficult rather is selling yeah they really struggle with selling we'll listen to their recordings and obviously like mm. selling is probably one of the hardest things so how did you find that starting like how was that process yeah at the time awful it's garbage man i can't believe if you i cannot stress to people how scared i am and how shy i was and how much i lacked in confidence you would never believe me if i told you i put on a good face but I was petrified. Pick up the phone, I would be hanging up on the prospects or pretending they've picked up having fake combos. And then I'd done that for about a week and the manager's like, why are you hanging up on people? I didn't realise he could listen in. I was like, oh. But I mean, the opportunity of my lifetime, it's, it's Brentford all over again. Opportunity of a lifetime and as much as I want and I'm hanging up on people because I'm afraid. And luckily, you've got another week. Do that again, you're out. And then I was like, right, okay, let's take it serious. Confidence. And it's just repetition at that point. And then I think one of the first, when it comes to selling, I think one of the misconceptions that people have is you're going in it from an, a selfish point of view. Really, if you go into any conversation with a selfish point of view, you put pressure on the conversation going your way. When really, if you put the focus on actually just adding some level of value, yep. First, then your intention, everything changes about how that conversation goes. So with PT, what you're selling is not magic. Really, they should buy you. And like, there's two things they buy. They either buy you and trust you because they've seen you on content, blah, blah, blah. But if you haven't got that luxury, listen, this is the model. This is what you want. This is where you're at. This is where you want to get to. This is the model I have. Let's walk through it together. If it's a good fit, great. People are afraid to say if it ain't, why? Right. They're afraid of the no. Yeah. I expect the no. I want to know. Like, search for the no's. Because someone says yes, they're not going to buy. They're going to be a shit client. Search yeah. for the no's. The sale actually begins when you hear an objection. In my eyes. Mm. Because the person that you owe handle an objection or something they're unsure about, that's, a, that's actually a buying signal if they have a, a, a real objection. Like, yeah. I don't know if I can afford it right now or there's certain objections you navigate, they're going to buy at some point. Yeah, anyone who's going to spend any money is going to have some questions about it if they're about to potentially make a purchase, right? So yeah, 100%. But yeah, fish out the objection, search for them. But yeah, the rejection is you just got to get over that rejection curve. That's repetition, being brave and just getting through that fear of being rejected. 
then it's about just leading with the, the right intent. If you actually want to help the person and you think your, think your product service can, and if they don't want it, that's on them. That's on them. It's not your fault. But people pressure, I've got to make money. I've invested in this course. I've got to make, find these leads. I've got to make money. And then you put pressure on. People know that. They sense mm. that. Mm. What did you think when we done that sales thing? When I was going through all, like the sales stuff with you guys, yeah, no, I thought it was good. I think that over the last two years, like me personally, there was a stage like early last year where I was almost not enjoying getting on sales calls because I was dreading just going through the objection handling, like <laughs> constantly going through objection handling. And I think the way that we was being taught at the time was to push hard. If they say no, don't let them off the phone. Da -da -da -da. So. I was coming out at that angle. So like every sales call felt like a wrestling like a battle, match. Yeah. yeah. So even if my calendar was packed up with fitness sales, which is good, I would actually feel like, I don't even know if I want to take these calls today. Because yeah. <laughs> every sales call was like, okay, what am I going to handle today? I can't afford it. I need to talk to the wife. Okay, cool. Let's get ready to battle for this. So Literally. <laughs> but it's even that mind frame is yeah. like, what's coming? You're yeah. going to get that. Yeah, yeah. Why even we think about like, we, we talk about affirmations or like vision and, we never think about actually, okay, well, if you're thinking negative, that also might actually transpire as well, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think now, I actually look forward to the sales calls because either way, I know that I genuinely can help someone. So mm. I think because I'm coming at it from a more genuine angle, it's easier for me to push, not push someone, but push them to make a positive decision for themselves. Yeah. It's not for me, it's for them at the end of the day. Conviction. So, yeah. So it's easier. I feel like it's easier now. Mm. And I actually don't mind the calendar's packed and I don't mind because I understand it's not bothering me as much not affecting my day personally as much as it used to yeah so yeah that's one thing for sure it, that's, yeah. what about you so, yeah, enjoy, do you enjoy the sales? yeah I was I was the same I was the same with saying it the other day that when we, we used to look at the, the calendar it just used to give us a bit of stress but now I enjoy it man every now and again I find myself on a call with someone they're not even qualified they're not do you know what I mean they're not going to buy from us anytime soon they're not in the right position but I'll just give them five minutes worth of just game. You know what I mean? You know what? That's what I would do if I was you. And that gives me good energy because I feel like that's goodwill credit. Just I'm throwing out there. Do you know what I mean? I'm just constantly throwing out value however I possibly can. Mm. So I'm very big on just giving and then, you know, how it goes, it just re reciprocates. So Compound. The compounding effect of conversations. People don't talk about that in sales. Mm. And I mm. think that even if someone doesn't buy, if you've left them with a good taste in their mouth rather than a bad yeah. one, when they are in that buying mind state and they are ready to pull the trigger, you should be, as long as you're still keeping in contact, you should be the first person they think about mm. as well. And but the, even still, you think if you speak to a fitness person or a coach or whatever it is, you inject them with some genuinely trying to help them get to the solution they want either away from you. I help people away from me sometimes. Uh, that's a better solution for you. Mm, like, yeah. they might, that's a better solution for you at the minute. Like, yeah. They will tell someone else, go speak. 100%. And that compounds. There's no measure on that. Yeah. There's no measure on that. But think about the compounding effect of having sales conversations. If you had 10 calls in your diary, which is a lot of calls, most businesses don't have that. One, be fucking grateful <laughs> to be in that position because not many businesses do. Yeah. Expect there to be at least 50% that are not ready to even work with you. A few that probably can't afford it and maybe one or two that can, right? But give everyone the same treatment. You do that for as long as you can. It's, it's physically impossible for you to be broke or be shit at sales. Yeah. It's just a conversation. You just about, get better, yeah. It's just a conversation. Yeah. I used to put on like a voice. I used to try and be everyone else. I had to present like slides. And I was just like, fuck, it's so draining. Be yourself. Yeah, be yourself. Yeah. Just give as well. I think that, that like business in whole as a whole is just giving, Literally. you know, just serving, like making. That's why we're in service business most mm. of us, right? So it's just that serving. I think we were talking about Alex Omozi before we started, right? Mm. And it's crazy that his whole, you talked about the compound of giving and, and having good conversations, but his whole book launches and whatnot is one big funnel. Yeah. And it's sometimes it's something that could be like a five-year funnel because he's trying to get, he's helping someone who might be just starting their business or someone who might be midway, mm. who might take them five years to get to the point where they can work with him. But you're just kind of just, you're just sowing seeds that continue. Mm. And it's, if you look at business that way, then you're always going to win versus like you said, some of the personal trainers 
people jump into whether it's online or PT and so hungry to just make a sale there and then that if they get on a call with someone that's not a lead, it's like the end of the world. They're ready to just yeah. cuss them out. <laughs> you know what I mean? And get a, where that could be someone down the line. It could be their family member. It could be this. So yeah, I definitely think it's, a, it's just all about that giving. But one thing, because we're probably not going to be able to go through your whole story for now. That's what I said at direct everyone to your, your YouTube as well, because mm. you have some good videos where you go through it. But I know you talk about getting to 33. Mm. Yeah, so everything between the, that age of playing football or when you was young to that age of 33 where it all kind of crashed again, yeah? Yeah. And if you give us a bit of a brief about that, just a real brief about the crash, but also what happened then from now. I'll go uh, fast, yeah? yeah? So got the sales job, was shit for a year, got better, was okay for a year, then I started doing really well. So a year and a half, I started to do really well. 10, 15K more months. I think I'm flying. R8s. Okay, you got to get another car. <laughs> X6. Okay, you got to get a Harley. Custom Harley. Okay, you got to get a Rolex. Why though? Car. I have to stop you there. Why did you do why? that? Why, why did you I You got to tell that? me about that Here's one. why. Because at the time, I didn't know who I was or what I wanted. Mm. So I latched on to what I believe success looked like. And the only thing I had as a, an image of success was the people around me. Around. And that's exactly what they was doing. So oh, I jumped okay. on their goals. Right. See it happen all the time. So that's what happened. Now I lumped myself up with a rent of 4K, big house, and then the company went bust. Oh, and, I, and then yeah. kid on the way. So everything goes. Yeah. That's Humbled, right, that's house crazy. goes, everything goes. I never believed it anyway. It's in my heart. Like I, kn I knew, as in, this wasn't, this, but I, once you start down that road and your outgoings get up to 10 grand a month, and now you have to earn 15. Yeah, to sustain that, yeah. It's, well, it's mad, right? So then I lost, I had to sell everything back to my missus' mum's two-bedroom flat in Sydney <laughs> with a new baby. Ford Focus roof racks. So we went from the X6 R8. to R8. What else was the third car as well? There's another one. There's a Harley. Ha a, custom Harley, Harley. Back to the Ford Focus. Yeah. That's, I was going through your mind at that point. <laughs> yeah, that's, what was the mentality that like at that just, stage of life? Imagine how humbling it was. Yeah. I was also a bit relieved. I was actually a little bit released because I like a fight and I knew I wasn't in the, I knew what I was doing, the things, it didn't feel right because I know it was just debt and it was felt pressure and it was like, this ain't the right way to do it. So I was shitting myself because I had a kid and I didn't, but I also, when I look back, it was the most exciting time because I had to act. Like that pain, that, rocky that ego, that like having to avoid high streets because I don't want the same people that saw me last week in R8 in a full focus, driving to my mum's house in the full focus now. But no, it's not about the cars. It's just like yeah, yeah. the identity, the things that I was hiding my identity around, is all gone, stripped back. So what are you about? Hey, this gloves on, this time to go, yeah? And that's when I was just like, right, partnered up with another uh, guy for a period, like being a sales manager. Yeah, this sales stuff is just... It's, this, this type of business is not for me. I don't like working under no one. I don't want no one to take the legs away from my earning potential again. I don't want to be capped again. What do I need to do? Okay, I need to start my own business. And then at the time, a friend of mine had branched off and he started telling me about Google Ads and doing lead gen. I was like, what is this? And I just left that company again. So I went, I made sure I had two months. Went And I was like, right, Got an office with this other guy. Both of us had our own little mini business in one. I'd just sit on the phone to Google. How do you build, how do you do Google Ads? Right, you need a landing page. Okay, what's a landing page? What software can I, there's Unbounce. Okay, cool, Unbounce. Show me a land. And I just started like every single day, I must be on the phone to like Google. They hated me. Those days you can get direct through to one person as yeah. well. Every day. Free mentoring, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and all I did, because I didn't know any different, I knew the people in those businesses that I used to work in needed leads. Right. Because without leads, the, the floor's dead. So I just started selling leads to those people. And I was like, oh, okay, I can do this. This is easy. And then that's how it all started making, I started making money online. Okay, okay. So you had a business partner at the time? I had a, we didn't have, we weren't a partner. We was in the same office sharing costs. Right. So he had a business and I had a business, but we was in the same office. Right. Okay. And what year was this, roughly? Timings are bad. I was 33, so was it around that age? Or yeah, it would have been like, 30, yeah, nice, no, longer than that, because my missus actually pulled me up on the 33 thing. Oh, I was actually 30. 
Oh, is it? Yeah. <laughs> so that, I have made the whole video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so like, you do know your daughter's 10. I was like, oh, yeah, shit. You got caught. That is, that, <laughs> so I must have been 13, a 31. Then. I reckon okay. 32. Yeah, 31. 31. So that's 2013, 2014. Yeah. Something like that. So I was just okay. like, so can we, can we like just, let's rewind back on a part that might be important. Yeah. So just in general for PTs, but also any business owners as well, how, like, how important is that financial education? Because you said you started earning more. Start spending more, and it sounds crazy to hear, but you're not unintelligent. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you've got sense to how did you do that? And even at a micro scale, where someone might not have the R rate, the X six, but they might just get the R rate, or they might just get the thing. Like, how important is that? And what lessons did you learn through that? Don't jump. What do you want? What is the lifestyle you want to live? And reverse mm. engineer it. Then what is the sacrifice you're willing to do? Is in day to day to achieve it. So if you know you want a lifestyle of, I don't know, 10K, right? right? And your earning is nowhere near, yeah? That's cool. But you've got to get your earnings up fat. But as you're doing that, what most people do is they pretend they're rich. Right. During that. They want people to see that they're doing well. So they will get a car. They start buying these things. But ultimately, what do you want? You might like a car. That's cool. But then what are you doing during the week? Are you buying food? Are you going out? There's certain things you have to like, Balance out. Yeah, delayed gratification is a hot. I don't, I'm bad at it. Like, I like, because I like, I've had it, <laughs> but I have to have that delayed gratification. Now, for my non negotiables are holidays with my family. I'll spend good money on holidays, food, and my car's okay. But I'm not fussed about a car. I could go and get some of the cars that I'm not doing it. Like, yeah. my house, like, so it's, it's just knowing your lane, knowing your plan. Mm. What people do is they see the gram, associate that with people being wealthy and they jump on them goals. You don't, wealth is not, you're not seeing wealth. You're just seeing a, what, rich. And rich is money now being spent. <laughs> mm. It's not how long they could last with that money. You don't yeah, know. That might yeah. be a loan. That might be, there's so many things you don't know. Mm-hmm. So you have to literally be very careful. Just be very clear on what you want. Be very intentional with your finances. And would you say like reading books would have helped you at the time? Would you say you're talking to an accountant? What would? Because I see that it's more like um, prevalent than we we actually we know. Because I actually meet and talk to a lot of PTs, coaches that you can start. You can be making zero one month or one k one month, and then next month you're making like three k, five k, ten k. And a lot of them we can help them grow the business, but we can't actually help them. We can, but mm. you know, manage it. So what can they do to arm themselves? ASAP too. The truth is they got to get their P's up. Like mm. the, the, at, this, at the level that you've got, that where they're just going into that online space, they literally just have to reinvest in themselves. Keep your payments as low as you physically can. Mm. Know where you want to get to. And you have to get your P's up. Mm. <laughs> you just have to. You can't sa- at that rate, you can't save your way to... Save it, uh, yeah. You're not going to save it. You're not going to budget your way to where you want to be. You have to get skills, mm. earnings up. Mm. This is the only, that is the only way. You're not going to find an investment. It's only going to be Bitcoin, like skills, mm. your ability, go ham. To the point where you can then start making different choices. What people do, they get the free can, they'll go spunk it, yeah. buy some kicks, yeah. whatever yeah. it is. What is it? What do people yeah. buy now? I don't even know. I don't buy nothing. I stay in my house. Avery, see, see Avery's coming back. <laughs> What's it called? Uh, I'm in my house. Amiri, yeah. No, yeah. I'm in my house, so I don't know. Best don't investment know. you can do if you're broke is invest in yourself. Go and find someone that has a skill. Like you guys. If I'm PT, I don't know how to do online, and I fucking hate my existence because I'm meeting Sally at 7 and John at 10 at night. My life's dead. Go and find people that have managed to do it online and invest in yourself. Yeah. How, like, how, much, you, how much is your thing? No, you don't want to say. <laughs> okay, but your thing is it's affordable. Though. It's, it's affordable. affordable. If they cut back for three months, yeah, they can two afford months, it. Yeah, they can afford it. Netflix yeah, gone. Sell their PS3, 100%. whatever it is, PS7. I don't know what it is. Downgrade their phone. They easy. could afford that now, easy, but they won't because yeah. they like looking fucking cool. Yeah, but the truth is, they could buy your thing and they could set themselves up. And, but and also, also though, yeah, yeah. but the thing is with coaches, yeah, I don't want to get stuck on PTs, but. They also get very comfortable in what they're doing. Oh, it's the only way. It's the only way I know how to do things. Yeah, I like face to face. I don't like technology. I don't like technology. So like, when they get stuck in that mindset, but I'm you, sure like even when you, I know you branched into getting leads for gyms. Yeah. I'm sure some of them came to you with that kind of, this doesn't work for us or we're not good with managing this or whatever. So like, 
people get stuck in, oh, this is the way it's always been done, or this is the way that I do it. And they're not willing, even if they can invest, they, they're not willing because of that. This is how I always do it, kind of, kind of mindset. Good luck. <laughs> Good luck. Because you, how much energy can you, how much energy can you waste? Technology is happening. AI yeah. is happening. It's here. Yeah. I just saw a girl had a, a video and it wasn't her. It's the AI. She just put a script up it done, and it was her, but they it wasn't her. Canva. They it's here. They right? So if you like being in the gym or whatever it is, whatever, whatever you're doing right now, if you think technology, personal brand, if you think all of this doesn't suit you, it's fine. But it's happening. Just be happy with where you are. That's cool. I see you speaking a lot about it. I'm like, just let them be. Yeah. Because they'll come back. Yeah. But it'll just probably be a little bit late for them. Yeah. It rattles me. That's why. No, nah, it does. It, no it rattles me. It rattles me. No, I like it. So in terms of, obviously, you, you were selling leads to companies. When did you make that transition to selling leads to gyms and getting in the fitness space? I branched away from that. I was like, I don't want to even go anywhere near anything to do with the boring companies. I just don't like this. What do I like? I love fitness. I love training. So I was like, right, I'm going to pull up my pants. I'm going to build my own agency and go after gyms. And I started working with like F45s. I maybe got up to 30, 30 something F45s. Wow. I used to work for them. I used to work for yeah. Liverpool Street. Yeah, really? Yeah, Liverpool Street. I never had them ones. Liverpool Street. They had a different agency. Fucking egos, man. These guys. And they get lumped with big outgoings cost they're going down a lot of them are closing yeah they will it's inevitable it's inevitable but what I was thinking I didn't want to go after the small jeans low ticket I went for you to pay me the price has to be high enough that if I got you five clients it's worthwhile right so I went boutique gyms what's this okay and I saw that I charged 200 quid 250 I was like okay makes sense to go after gyms I charged 750,000 pounds a month and then we'll generate you leads, get people trials or eight-week challenges. Yeah. We just kill it, like, for them. But pound to ag ratio, you pay me 750 and think I'm your whole marketing department and crying because the lead quality is shit. Mm. It's fucking it's health. And fit. Like, I can only get people to... You see what I'm saying? Yeah, so, so now you, I, you were getting people to the door, but they had to... Uh, the, uh, they're, they're, yeah. they're, wipe, they're swip, wiping the floor, stacking the fridge... And not talking Cleaning, to them. Cleaning. You're doing everything but speak to the leads that are going to come and get in. So, which is most businesses, they avoid that sales piece. But I had a lot of headaches. I loved it because it showed me that niching, I scaled very quick. Right. Yeah. Like, okay, the niching thing is definitely what needs, because focused on content, go into the, I'll just go into them. And be like, look, this is who I'm working with, this is 45. Nice to meet you. I'll come do a session. And it was really good, like that easy pickings. But I had a lot of headaches. I had a lot of headaches. What were some of the challenges that you was kind of facing? The biggest challenge is most fitness people are not business, don't see themselves as business owners. You mean in terms of mentality or in terms yeah. of how they do run their things? Their brain, they get a, a high, they've got a high-paid job, or sometimes not even that. They like the title of owning a business but they do not run things like a business. Even as PTs, like whatever it is, a lot of people don't run. Mm -mm. So you're a high-played employee in your own business. Mm. That's, how feel, that's how I felt sometimes. But, but business, no, that's what does, I'm saying. It business does, isn't it's simple. Like, like you said, they don't even teach you how to sell one on the qualification. I don't, I don't mind that, but then no, don't but have <clears> the If ego. you're running a gym, yeah, if you're running a gym, gym, that's even different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, talking, he's working with gym owners. But a lot of people who run gyms are getting... Yeah, they just evolve. I want a business owner. Yeah, 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 but they're still in that small business mindset. Yeah. The E-Myth book. It's one of the best mm. books you can read for like growing out of that mindset. The E-Myth, yeah, yeah, I think it is. E-Myth Revisit. Yeah, yeah Revisit. Yeah, it's a really good book. But the best thing that happened to me was COVID. Right. Because when COVID hit, the gym shut. They literally all called me up. All these people that like, oh, you're my friend. Locked me off. Oh, yeah. wow. And then I just lost all my clients. So you lost all the business, basically lost business from everything. There. Like 90%, 90%. I still had a couple of like Legion companies, like yeah. my good companies, luckily. I was like, oh, okay. So 2020, it started again. <laughs> time to go to war That's again. Time number three, yeah. Number three. But they're the best times. The you know why? Because you see what you're about. Yeah. In those moments, they're the best. Because yeah. if you can see it at the time, yeah. stressful, but it's also really exciting. Yeah. Like, it's actually really exciting times. Yeah. And then I was like, right, I'm going to build my personal brand. I've bought a camera. It's been sitting in my cupboard for a year. Spent mm. all money on camera equipment, sitting there because I'm scared to get on camera. I'm worried about what people think. Da -da. Like, right, COVID. 
I've got no excuses. Locked in my house, I'm going to start building content. And that's when I started building my personal brand on IG. Why did you see that as the next move? Gary Vee was talking about it. I always believed in paying it forward, putting yourself, putting value into the marketplace. I just didn't have the bollocks to then go and execute on it. And I was like, well, that fear thing again. I was mm-hmm. like, okay, are we going to do it? And uh, two things happened. My friend's, <clears throat> my missus' best friend came around. She's a presenter. And she got, I was talking about it at a, camp, at a table, all the gardens opening, people like neighbors are out, terraced house, like people mowing the lawn, kids are running around. She's like, what? You got a camera? You're, you're scared to get on camera? Get that camera out now. Sweating, sweats. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to go in the garden. I'm going to come out. I'm going to pan down to you. I'm going to introduce yourself, introduce your company. I'm sweating, worried about what my kids think. Neighbors can hear me. I'm whispering. She's like, what are you doing? And then she just coached me through it. Done it three or four times. Oh, wasn't so bad. Mm. Gave me a little bit of energy. Right. Tomorrow, when I get to London Bridge and I go see the client, they're going to get my phone out, do an Instagram story at rush hour from one end to the other. That was my next challenge in my brain. Got my phone out. <laughs> next day, face fear, no, don't push it out this time. Done it. Got halfway across. No one's even looking at me. All this thing in my head, like people are watching, people are judging me. Do you know what? Fuck this. Ordered a videographer for the whole day. And then didn't look back. So you just did that as a challenge to get yourself out of being scared about being on camera. That's it. Everyone, you heard it here first. That's <laughs> a good challenge, though. Yeah, no, it's true. Go it's somewhere true. public now. Yeah. Get your phone out. You do not have to post it anywhere. Just get it. it out on video and just film yourself talking about something to answer a client question. Yeah. On video, just walking it, about. Yeah. And then do it again tomorrow. I've got a guy who's got a wicked business. He's scared to go on camera. I've made him send me four videos every day for three months. I don't even look at him now. Yeah. <laughs> you want to see the confidence? I don't even look. I just like, okay, keep doing yeah, it. It's okay. Good. Send yeah. me more. So yeah, I know yeah, yeah. it's not about me. No. I want you now believing that you can show up as yourself. And once you start mm. doing that, it's life changing. 100%. Yeah. So when you did that, was it, you, you were no longer targeting gyms at that stage. So yeah. what did you, obviously the, the gym kind of messed up the whole in-person, face-to-face coaching thing anyway during mm. 20, 2020 to 2022. So how did you rebuild? What was your targeting next in terms of clients and stuff? I just went back to the... Uh, at the time, be honest with you, I didn't know. I just said, I'm going to invest in my personal brand for 90 days and not care what the outcome was. So I hired the best designer on... on there was carousels were popping off at that time. Dane Walker. Have you heard of Dane Walker? He was at like 9,000. Guys at like nearly half a million or something now. But Dane... He'd do my designs. Yeah, sure. Work with him. He'd done carousel. We'd done a carousel every single day. And I used to get on stories and just educate. And then people just started coming to me. Business, all shapes and sizes. And I used to say yes to all different. And I was like, okay, who are we getting the best results for? Coaches. Coaches that have a high ticket. Coaches that can sell. Coaches that can get on camera. Okay, that's the lane. Because we did, did some, some of these guys, we'll launch and they'll do like 200K. They'll do like 60K. They'll do... Some of them done like million. Like Darren, I coached on his personal brand. He does like 100K a month now. So that was my lane. And I love it because you're paying it forward. It's like they're putting goodwill into the place. I only work with people that I know get results for people. They might like intention it. It feels good. Yeah. As well as I'm just sending a lead for someone to sell shit to. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't fill me up with any joy. And yeah, that's how I started to get really a lot of momentum. And then now what we do is we will partner with you and take a percentage of your growth based on how successful we, we grow it. Okay. So we'll do, we'll launch you, we'll retain and, and like kind of scale you. And then if there's opportunity to partner, we'll partner. Okay. So in terms of like <clears throat> coaches and consultants and people that want to start to get online and generate their own leads, if you could give like a basic, you don't have to give all the game, but a basic outline of, okay, because we get coaches that are like, oh, we want to start doing ads. But I, I, some, sometimes I say, like, you're not ready yet. Like, yeah. You ain't even got the back end sorted before we can. But what are like some basic things you would say to someone, <clears throat> a successful online coach, maybe they're making five, seven, 10K, but they want to start scaling up with ads. What's like the basic outline to get started? Fitness coach. Yeah, fitness coach. What would they need in terms of, okay, you need an offer. Offer first. Always offers the start. If you're making three to 5K, you've already got an offer. You just might not know it. Think about ads as just organic content with with money behind it. <laughs> a lot of people overcomplicate ads. 
it's literally just a post with money behind it because you're paying for more eyes on, yeah? So don't overcomplicate it. You don't want to do that if you don't know what you're selling and it doesn't work well. So don't jump from zero to burning money effectively, right? So you want to get your offer right. Who are you targeting? Be very specific. What is the result that you can give them in what time frame? That's the bare bones, right? Once you do that, me personally, put content out. As soon as you start spending money on ads, they're going to come and see and look for you anyway. And if they come and your shit looks like shit, they instantly don't trust you. Mm. Yeah? So start putting content out that aligns with what this offer is. Recipes, whatever you want to do. It's easy for fitness, literally. And then, it's, then there's, you've got two ways to earn leads. You're going to either earn it in putting content out people reach, which is relying on them to come to you. And then it's ads which is then putting your offers in front of specific people or there's outreach. You're broke, you've got no money, you're going to have to do the first two, the outreach and the content. I would always say do the outreach because what you learn from doing the outreach mm. is so powerful. Conversations. Conversations. You have to be having conversations. Don't look at it like, is there a certain post? Is there a certain ad? How many conversations can I have with an ideal fit person? Just that alone and you hunting every single day it's physically impossible you not make money. Yeah, I literally just had this conversation with one of our clients this morning, uh, one of the ladies. And she was like, oh, she just feels a bit slimy doing the DMs. And yeah, I'm like I to her, lot I'm like to her, come on. It's not cold DMs. Actually, we don't really teach people to do cold messaging. It's mm. more based on people that are already <clears throat> engaging. And she's getting a ton of engagement on her organic really? content. So I'm like, well, we ain't made a sale in the last four weeks because you're not talking to these people that are literally kind of saying they want what you have, but we're not taking action on it. So... Yeah, I think, yeah, it's a difficult thing to get people out of that mindset of just have a conversation. Have conversations, man. Slimy, like a lot of, I do hear that a lot of women. Yeah, like, oh, slimy. Well, look yeah. at it like this, right? What can you do to frame it in a different way? What do you like doing? I like creating recipe books. So I like um, doing a video. I like whatever it is. It could be anything, right? Create something that they would, you know they would want or they want now. You give to your clients they love and talk. Hey, listen, guys, I've got this one recipe book or this eating out guide, it's literally, I only give it to my clients, but anyone that DMs me or drop me the word diet or whatever it is, and I'll give it to you for free. Get people to raise their hands and start conversations, not you sell like forcefully to them. Because mm -mm. then you're not going to feel sleazy. You only feel sleazy because you're desperate to make a sale. But if they're coming to you wanting something, it's just a conversation. Mm. And then you qualify them in the DMs. So I always, I love the hand raise or the, we call them power offers, where we'll find, like one of mine is like a 1 million funnel. If you want to know how, to, a, a case study, you want to see how we generate a 1 million pounds a month for a client's funnel, drop me a DM. The thing's a Google document. I've done it in 20 minutes. They'll say yes, and I'll just, in, in the uh, DMs, okay, yeah, here it is. Here's the link. Let me know how you find it. What are you up to? Do you need any help with anything? What's your offer? Okay, good fit, bad fit, on to the next. Mm. It's a very simple oh, conversation. It's just well. fucking conversations. Yeah. People, the thing is, the guru game, they overcomplicate it, they put little frameworks, they put this funnel, these, this conversation. All of it is the same conversations. Attention, converting, conversations, <laughs> and then you make a sale. Mm. It's just volume. So, <coughs> we've got a roundup soon, but when we get to the end... We've kind of gone from the journey from the council flat to like here now, right? So that last portion, let's say, or the current portion, you just come out of where the business, you stopped working with Jim, started doing well mm. to where you are now, right? What's some of the fundamental switches in the recent years and your thoughts around business strategically that have just changed or that you see different now? A bit more high level, but some people are ready. For I believe that you have to have a... It all just boils down to the four, the four things, right? <laughs> it's not even business because it's all the same. At our level, it's all the same. Your health, your finances, your relationships, and your business. Yeah? Those four things, fundamentally, every single day, you need to keep in line. Right? Mm. And what people do is they go heavy in one and neglect the rest. For me, that's all I care about now mm. because the quality of life, and like me busting my balls for the last 10 years and realizing that I haven't spent enough time with my kids is some bullshit. There's no amount of money you can pay me. Mm. Real talk. 
So yeah. now I'm, I've, thank God, like the seven and 10, I'm like, now I need to balance the books. Time, yeah. So I might have to sacrifice some of my time in the business and expect that, okay, it might not grow as fast. I know the quality of my life and the things I truly keep me here and do. So I know that's not probably like financial goals, but to me, that's what's in, what I focus on. Yeah. You might be in the season of your life where you have to go fucking ham and you've got no other choice. But check in with yourself on those four areas and see what you need to make you happy. Not what else everyone else is doing and on the gram. Because everyone like me, the other day I was like, I'm tired. Like, I hadn't taken any time to think. What the fuck do I want? Am I even, is, it, what, is this even in line with where I'm going? No one don't do it because they're like, ah, oh, social. When you're resting, you're on social. When you're chilling, you're watching YouTube. When you listen to podcasts, you listen, to, then you're training. You're still not resting. Like, when do you just stop and go, okay, what's the four things? These four areas, what am I covering? What am I doing? And you're just constant. That's where I focus. Mm. But that, that, that counterbalance or lack of balance seems to be a big trend in, in people going from where you would, let's say, the 10 to 30K to uh, 100K or running a seven-figure business. Mm. So is it needed? And also, balance, the balance isn't existing. It doesn't it exist. It's a choice. Okay. It's a choice. Okay, it's just yeah. a choice. It's just sacrificing what, knowing that you're not going to balance it. You, we're small business owners. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's no balance. It's just choices and decisions and being happy with that decision. That's what it is. That is exactly what it is. Mm. Mm. So, as we wrap it up, there was one thing that Teo did at the end of the last episode. Do you remember? Yeah, but you don't remember. Yeah, but you got. Nah, I don't I remember. So I'm, I'm gonna do my own thing because I forgot. I don't remember that. I think you might have sent to your Instagram. He never sent know. me nothing. Okay. So yeah. I like to ask a question. Though. I always ask this one question: If you could give one piece of advice to your 18 year old self, Ooh. what would it be? Oh man, really? I gave me goosebumps when you said that. I, I literally I felt that. I every podcast, my own pod- podcast, I always ask this question because I think it's a powerful question. I spent most of my life worrying and being afraid of what people think of me. And I still struggle with it today. 18, a mess. Doubt, no belief, lack of confidence, a shit show. Internally, you wouldn't know. If I could go back then and just put my hand and say, well, man, if you, you got this. You could, uh, it makes me emotional, bruv. Then if I could talk to that dude, that's what I'd say. Put the oh, arm around, that's what I'd do. Yeah, even that self-belief. Self-belief, self-belief, bro. Yeah, man. All right, then. Well, firstly, I want to thank you. Or finally, I want to thank you so much for coming down, man. Appreciate it. Mm. Like, really do appreciate it. 100%. Anything to add? I think that's been good. I think there's a lot of gems here. I think people are going to... Some will sleep on it. Some will appreciate it. But like I said, you need to check out his YouTube as well so you can even hear a bit more, get the fine details in the backstory. And yeah, nice. Been Thanks good for having one. me, lads. And we'll make sure to put all your details in the description. So please... Check out Danny's stuff, check out his page. And also if you are interested in finding out how you can scale your coaching business, it's definitely worth having a conversation with him. So it's an online health business podcast. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. And yeah, we're done. Peace. Peace.